Good morning, everyone, and everyone listening. This is the one of many only Connie Lingus here with the original Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City here to announce that I am throwing my hat into the ring for the Democratic nomination because I know I can win. Who's with me? Also known as Peter, here for another edition of WNYU's very, very own category is Drag Cast Extravaganza. Best Friend Edition. Today, we are talking Season 11, Episode 10. I got some hot takes this episode. I'm sure Peter does as well. In addition, uh, Peter's going to be talking about somebody today. Let's talk the episode. Starting with the mini challenge, I think it was called Balls to the Wall. It indeed was. Though it was more like balls to the basket. basket. To the bowl. Yeah, balls to the bowl. That has better alliteration, but nonetheless. I think balls to the wall works for a name. But it was a challenge. It, I, for me, there's not much to say. Other- I didn't mind this challenge actually. Um, compared to some of the other mini challenges throughout the entire season, like this is not in the bottom fifty percent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, things that stood out to me: Rue was wearing fingerless gloves. Why Rue? That's just a no-no, regardless of the mini challenge. That's a no-no in general. Why would anybody anywhere fingerless gloves? Delta Work was there for literally, I think, the most needless cameo of the season. Would you agree with me on that? No, the most needless cameo of the season was Morgan McMichaels, but this was a close second. No, at least Morgan McMichaels did her gimmick. What did Delta? Delta was just there. She didn't even contribute. She was just present. She was just a face. Yeah, but she had more screen time. Yeah, but doing nothing. It was like the time they brought Lisa Kudrow on just for her to say hi and bye. Okay, I'll tie them as being the most worthless cameos. Silky, honey, stop picking people up. Don't. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> it's fun. That was fun. But Okay, I agree. Stop picking people up. But I have a feeling that was planned, and that was cute. Also, you can't really say that there's a violation of personal space when the whole point of the challenge is, is to clear. get into their personal space. That's, I have no problem with it here. That's true. Moving on from that, all right, challenge. We go to the workroom shenanigans. So Vanjie wins. That's the important part. Vanjie wins and actually gets what should be a very good advantage. Yes. Um, advantage. Uh, uh, terrible. So <laughs> so she got because she won, she got the opportunity to pick teams for this week's uh, Maxi Advanji. Advanji. That's it. She got the opportunity to uh, pick the teams for uh, the magic show. Also, the odd number of queens also seems to indicate that that... That double Shantae was not expected, considering there was, it was a team of three and a team of four. Yeah, but with that lip sync, you really didn't have another choice. That's true. Yeah. So originally, on paper, Vanjie's team looks like the Harlem Globetrotters, while Brooke's team seemed like the Washington Generals. But in actuality, as we'll see in the Maxi Challenge, it was truly the opposite. I disagree. I was just like raising eyebrows nonstop at Vanjie's team because yeah, because uh, they, okay, Silky, on paper, I don't have an issue with 
Um, you want to choose Silky? Fine. She can work in a challenge like this. She should be able to work in a challenge like this. I she don't think didn't. That... <laughs> we'll get into that, uh-huh. but I think she should be able to work in a challenge like this. Evie should be able to work in a challenge like this, but passing up Nina and Brooke on this was uh, a little silly. Especially Nina. Especially Nina. Yeah. I guess. In terms of like how everyone was seeing it, like it was like they were the Harlem Globetrotters because they seem on paper overpowered. It's but like, they were actually the Harlem Globetrotters. No, they they were the the Washington Generals, the team destined to lose each time to Brooke and Nina. Um, so yeah, uh, in terms of the workroom, there wasn't that much to say. There really wasn't. I looked for it. There's. Okay, there's some thing going on with Brooke and Vangie. Um, it was fun to see uh, Rue talk about Brangy, like actually acknowledge it. It was awkward. It was I, awkward. Just, it was not fun. It was awkward. I, it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was fun and like the Slip wow, the this tongue. is awful. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Finger up the butt. <laughs> no, she didn't. Even just the way that she suggested it. Okay, you gave her some of the tongue. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. It's like okay, that can that can mean a variety of things. You give her some of the pinky finger. No, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Yeah, it's like Rue is like my dad. I don't want to ever hear him talk about hanky panky with the queens that I know and love. I agree with that. Other than that, uh, they had a magician called Kyle Marlette on to teach the queens magic. I don't think there's much, too much to say other than he dabbed at one point. So, oh, so someone should call the cops on him. <laughs> that was a serious issue. That was. I a- never want to see dabbing. This is RuPaul's Drag Race, not RuPaul's Dab Race. Yeah, we got to see the making of the tricks. Honestly, these are. They're very simple tricks for the most part. True, but like I like how like you the see milk the ma- thing. I like yeah. That's the sort of thing that I did as a kid. Yeah, but at the, they're simple tricks. But like, if you don't know anything about magic, you you like, don't know how they're done. Seriously, know nothing. You you don't know how they're done. They can impress and like they're they're easy to teach because like magic is a skill. Well, the point is that they're not there to impress the audience with the magic. With they're there, the magic, everything which around the magic. Which is why I appreciate the magic tricks being infantile. Yeah, it's everything around the magic that made some teams make and well, one team make and the other team break horribly. Now we'll go the into magic the, challenge. Now we'll go into the maxi magic challenge, where uh, yeah, so two teams uh, went up and did magic. So we'll talk about the good team first. Thankfully, they started with them. Uh, Nina just... did really well right here. Bottle for Catherine! <gasps> a bottle for Brooke! <gasps> a bottle for Sugar! <gasps> a shot for me, ladies and gentlemen. That is Bibbity! Wow! That's good. She's like really enjoying it, and she did She did so well this Yeah, She challenge. was a clear front runner. Although I think that Brooke also did really well. Yeah, I think she was a close second best. Like she, she was well, good I mean, at also like being very dorky. Like she was charming. She wasn't yes. personalityless for once. She was charming, and like just like seeing them just like do their little jig while the other like someone was performing and doing a trick. It was just so cute and wholesome. It was like. It was like it, it realized the potential of a magic show, which is to be dorky, have really goofy humor, and just to be like a fun, bright, happy-go-lucky time. 
Brooke heard heard the criticism of you aren't bringing personality to your challenges, and she delivered. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah, and she looked real good performing, too. Sugar wasn't bad. She Um, she she, was overshadowed, but she wasn't bad. In fact, I thought that she had some pretty good parts. Yeah, she did. She just... I think it's been the problem with Sugar this entire season. Her is... inability to stand out in yeah. anything that she does. She's She's been a little bit of a ghost. A little bit of the ghost of Sugar. She was destined to go, but I don't know if this week necessarily hey, needed to be her week. We're spoiling the end of the podcast here. Okay, but we'll get to that. Now, Not So Magical was... The Black Magic. Yeah, Vanjie's team, Evie's team, Silky's... I don't know whose team you want to call it. Uh, I would say... It was nobody's team. They, they start were off by bringing in Silky. Um, I mean, like, they kind of swirl around. Really Akira's clumsy. there in the beginning. Yeah. And then she she's not. And then they try to make a comedic moment of her coming back, and, and it that was, was like, awkward. huh? Yeah. I didn't get that. Now, I think it's worth pointing out in the prep that they did have some issues with the preparation. And I do think that this was a challenge where you should be preparing, prepared. not improving. Magic you can tell is... that you you did you see that part where Evie was just so thrown off? There was a clear disconnect where I kind of agree with what Evie said at the end of the episode that to an extent there yes to an extent that there was a mismatch between preparation and wanting to improv. Vanjie was trying to do both. I think that Vanjie was really trying to prep things this was underwhelming i mean there was the trick at the end was cool but it wasn't like funny it wasn't like i didn't enjoy watching it i just thought oh that's cool vanji's floating um their attempt at comedy often fell flat don't even get me started on vanji's ridiculous ketchup mustard bag thing that was so terrible it was yeah it was a weird storyline that they t- about a barbecue that it, it didn't work unless it, you like i didn't get that at all yeah it was it was very clumsy there's one good comedy moment i've seen from a barbecue and that's barbecue area a critique on white Australians. That's the closest thing I've seen to a comedic barbecue moment. Yeah. Otherwise, I haven't. So... And then... one. It la- was bad, yeah. okay? And Benji was the worst acting performance. Hmm. I think that's tough to argue. Hmm. To argue against. Hmm. So we're gonna cut to a clip here. So I say just, just of milk shake. <laughs> My milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. Hey, look. What the judges clock Vanjie for, they don't clock Silky for again? Is this tying into what I was saying last week that Silky and, like, <laughs> specific types of POCs can get away with typecasting themselves but when it's someone else like a hispanic or an asian character they get read for it over and over and over again i think that it's a good thing you brought that up now that being said i usually say and i said this last week with silky in an episode that was themed off of comedy that if you have an if you have some sort of skill and you aren't using it when this is the best place to use it then you should be I mean, Brooke was using her flexibility in this challenge, and it was cool, and I'm glad that she did, because that's something that she does well. Silky was being silky, but worse than that, Silky wasn't being very funny. Silky wasn't being very funny. She was being one note, and she just looked 
bad. Yeah, she looked really sloppy. That was that was some of the sloppiest I've seen on uh, on a queen. I still hold that Vanjie was worse, but that doesn't change the fact that Silky was kind of disastrous. Yeah, I I don't. I didn't enjoy her performance. I, I, you see, uh, for me, I feel like the, there could almost an argument be made that, like, I would argue that Evie was worse than Vanjie this week. That I, I, I genuinely, I feel like Evie, Evie did not exist to me at all. She had some moments in but, the but very beginning. She was so like it felt like she was just content with being awkward and just not. Standing out like it, it felt so stilted. Well, can't we say something similar about what Akira was doing? Because I feel like we can. Yes, I can say that. Like, which is why I can comfortably say that everything that this team did was terrible. It wasn't terrible in a comedic fashion. It was just terrible. Yeah, honestly, they should have saved the, an entire team lip sync for this. As a team whole, this was worse of a disaster. I agree. I think that, like, as a team. Each one performed poorly. Yeah. And when you start to look at the outfits, things don't improve. Yeah. So we'll we'll take it to the runway here. Category is Kaftan. Kaftans are cool. Sure. Yeah, I like them. They're okay. Um, there is some. This is like a good category. I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um. So I'm probably gonna have very different opinions from you on this. We'll see. Uh, so my best of the week. I liked Vanjie's. Cheetah Vanjie was fun. It, it, I think it was, I agree with, I believe it was Michelle that said it was the best of the night. She looked, it, it reminded me again of like a, a Sunset Boulevard-esque like outfit, like old Hollywood caftan. Vanjie was in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was kind of simple. I think it was like simple in comparison to some of the other ones that we saw. Um, It wasn't anything particularly... It was hard to put an adjective to it. I couldn't call it weird. I couldn't call it elegant. I couldn't call it um, luscious. I couldn't really pin a word to it. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't think it was bad. I think it was well-made. But I simply can't justify putting it in one of my personal tops. For me, that was a middle-of-the-road outfit. Which isn't a bad thing. It's okay yeah. to have a middle of the road exactly. outfit every once in a while. Yeah. Um. I also I liked I liked um, I like Silky's uh like African looking caftan. With I the loved balls. the hair. I didn't like the outfit. I thought the outfit was somewhat similar to what we've seen before, and I don't like I, Silky trying to emulate what we've seen before. I I don't know. It it, it felt like. It felt, but maybe it's just her form yeah. that I feel like I think I'm the, seeing the over and over again. The form was similar, yeah, how it fit her. But I think in terms of design, it felt like it, like it, like an African pride type thing, which I can appreciate. I would have to take another look at it, but I do remember that the hair was nice, but I didn't like it all too much. Yeah, but once again, I could, I could put that in the middle of the road. Um, and then last, I think Evie's like holy looking. Ooh, Evie's was one of my favorites. So I think that her, she had these holes. Um, I really liked that. I really liked how the hair came together. Yeah. Um, once again, Evie with the delivery, putting her hands behind her back. Um, it's a skill that she has, and it's a skill that she should use. She put it to good use. I think that Evie did well. Yes. In terms of meh, only have one. Didn't care for Brooks. 
I thought that Brooke was my favorite. I thought that Brooke comes out there with that delivery, with just a sweeping motion. She's wearing the purple of royalty, but it's like almost toga-like. Um, that wig was just so... Everything was royal about Brooke. Everything was regal. And I thought that that was the best outfit of the night, personally. I, I think it looked good, and I think she wore it well. It just, I don't know, it reminded me of, like, a costume that you'd see on Broadway for, like, Aladdin. Well, I think so, maybe. Maybe. But I still think that it was really good. That's fair. Yeah, I definitely don't think it was bad. It was just my middle on the road. It Look, it might have been something that you could see elsewhere, mm-hmm. but for She's... me, I still feel like it was the best of the night. Fair. Uh, the worst. Um, Sugar's just three different looks, and it didn't. Ew. It didn't need to happen. Ew. And like it's, Ew. it's like they got worse and worse. Yeah, with it each was reveal. like the first one was good, and then it was like no, and then and it, it was, was like, like no, no, and then it was like no, stop. Yeah, <laughs> keep it on. Yeah, uh, Nina kind of looked like a grandma to me. I actually liked Nina a lot. Um, I thought that this was a good outfit. I really liked this caftan. I thought that it was like pink-ish in like just the right way. I really liked what she did with the um, head. I really liked what she did with the um, pattern. I actually liked Nina this week, and I thought she was in one of my favorite outfits. Uh, yeah, I, I think my problem with it is that it just looked like something my like my grandmother or a grandmother would okay. wear. Okay, maybe so, that's more of a personal connotation yes. thing. Then I haven't seen gr- my grandparents wear that. Yeah, so, so that's fair. And then I think arguably the worst was Akira pulling a plastique in Ooh. which she doesn't know how to dress for the challenge. I mean, look, it's not something that it's been started with plastique, but it's definitely something that's continued. It looked like a caftan until she starts flapping her butterfly wings, and it's like, why? No, pants. Ew, stop. Yeah. That was a problem. It was like, it wasn't a bad outfit. It just didn't fit the challenge. And if your outfit doesn't fit the challenge, there's something seriously wrong. I'm happy that Nina got the win because i think i think overall she deserved it i was thinking about it i had such a tough time deciding whether i would have given it to nina or brooke um i eventually said fine i would probably give it to nina but only by a hair but if you told me flip a coin to decide who wins i wouldn't object to that because i thought that it was seriously close i think that nina is really coming into her form she's a front runner is setting herself up as what they said a total juggernaut yeah she she has some of the most wins now she's like i think the most is two and there's quite there's like three people that have two wins each now so yeah she'll probably make it to the 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 finals we'll see the lip sync was vanji versus sugar so let's of course talk the choice of the lip sync wrong yeah it was wrong i think for me i think it should have been akiria and silky because akiria completely messed up the runway and was entirely unremarkable on the magic show like the rest of the girls at least had a relevant outfit. She didn't. I would have done it Akira and Vanji because Vanji has been falling into the same trap that she's been criticized for and I think there comes a time at which enough is enough. I I th- y- yes, but I think by that logic Silky 
did the same thing again, just like Vanjie, except at least Vanjie looked better on the runway and she looked better during the performance. Perhaps maybe her performance wasn't as good as Silky's, which is not to say anything, but Silky looked like a train wreck. Vanjie didn't. Okay, I disagree. I don't think that Silky like looked like a train wreck in comparison to Vanjie. Did you see those pa- how awful the padding was and that magician? It was really awful. Yes, but her acting was much better than what we saw from Vanjie, who looked like she was genuinely struggling with her one character. I mean, which is a problem in and of itself. Um, Silk, but Silky was kind of struggling too. She was trying to do her usual thing, but just wasn't. It wasn't landing. She was, but. We're coming right off of repeated, repeated criticism of Vanjie. Like, you're just doing Vanjie. Do something else. We need something else. You need to bring us something else. And she isn't. Now, the judges haven't been coming down on Silky for that. Whether they should have or not, I don't know. But the fact that the judges have told this to Vanjie and she hasn't changed something, that's why I would justify putting her in the bottom too. Yeah. I think for me why I justify Silky is because I've been critiquing Silky for doing the the same thing. If the judges had been telling Silky, listen, you're doing the same thing and we want changes, and Silky's just like, I don't need to do any changes, I'm just going to lip sync for my life, then yes, I would agree that Silky should be in the bottom too. (laughs) I think that the Queen's ability to improvise and adapt to judge critiques is so important. I don't think we saw that from Plastique. I don't think that we saw that from... Vanjie. Vanjie. I think it's something that we've seen from Nina, and that's why I really like how Nina has taken the judge's criticism and done something with it. But because I haven't seen Vanjie do that, that's why I would justify putting her in the bottom this week. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, so nonetheless, the lipstick was Vanjie versus Sugar. Vanjie did not do a good job. Um, Not at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. If you actually look at the camera, and look, it didn't spend a lot of time on Sugar, but... No, Vanjie did not do a good job. She was just staring intensely, and I don't think she captured the mood of the song, whereas you look at those few scenes of what Sugar was doing, she was down on the floor and, like, like sobbing in tune with the song. She was, like, really showing emotion, and you could say that Vanjie was showing emotion. Sure, she was showing one emotion, and it was staring into the camera while she was throwing off bracelets. She was not throwing off her bracelets like, I'm done with drama. She was throwing off her bracelets like, I'm home, and I want to get in bed Um, in any sort of way. She was, like, she was frilling around her dress. Yeah. And it's like, she had that one moment where it looked really nice. It like looked really nice in this one moment. And then she just kept on doing that. She just kept on frilling her dress. Vanjie's lip sync performance was not an incredible performance like Rue implied. Vanjie's lip sync performance was bad, stale, one note. She should have gone home. They just want to keep Vanjie around. Yeah. It, It felt like that. Like, really, it was... Sugar did good enough, and the fact that Vanjie, it was her second time around, she probably should have went home. Granted, like, I could see the argument that Sugar was going to go home. Sugar has been in the bottom two before, and I think that Sugar really had to have her time sooner or later. Mm -hmm. But with that lip sync, I couldn't justify giving Vanjie all that praise and saying, yes, you stay. No, I, I couldn't see that. That... People online are some are saying to an extent, oh, yeah, Vanjie killed that lip sync. You think that she killed the lip sync because you saw the camera on her and you saw how she was, like, putting a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the right emotion. Yeah, she it was, was more like one... anger. Yeah, it didn't fit. And I really couldn't justify keeping Vanjie on this week. But we'll see. Well, we got at least one more episode with her. 
we'll see how that turns out. With that, we're done with the episode, and I hand this off to my boy, Peter, who's going to talk about... A queen, who we're going to find out in just a moment. So (laughs) I thought long and hard about who to cover for this segment for my first time with Yas Queens. Um, (laughs) That's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the name. Um, I thought really long and hard because I didn't know who to talk about. And then I thought back to this rough time in my life. I felt lonely. I felt like I couldn't get anywhere and that I couldn't accomplish a thing. And then coming from my television at that moment was a message, as though from God. And it told me, a lot of times things don't go the way you planned, okay? That happens for a lot of us out there. But let me tell you something. You pick up the Hallelujah hoop, you put it back around your waist, and you work the Hallelujah hoop. One, two, three, four, I don't want that whore no more. Five, six, seven, eight, I am going to find a date. Now, none of that first part is real, but that is, of course, a genuine line from Shangela Laquifa Wadley, or as she's more simply known, Shangela. Mm. And she's who I'm going to be talking about. You've talked about her, you've mentioned her robbery multiple times. I have, although I'll address that a little more later i don't actually mind her not winning even if i think that she should have won okay but shendel is pretty great okay we'll start we'll start with that she's a solid queen that deserved some more wins than the one that she got but that aside there's credit to give her as a queen in an early era she got into drag since january 2009 and that's before it was as big as it is now you have to consider that rupaul's drag race has really brought drag into the mainstream she was doing it from a shorter time than a lot of the other queens have been doing it. Not all of them. I don't want to discredit some of the queens that have been doing it for decades, but Mm -hmm. I think it's worth addressing. She's been doing it for just over 10 years, and it shows. She has evolved a lot as a queen since that first episode in season two where she stumbled hard and messed up that first lip sync. She's also been a drag race staple by now. She's tied with Latrice Royale and competing on the show four separate times. Season 2, Season 3, All-Stars 3, and the Hollow Slay Spectacular, though I admit I'm hesitant to even evo- acknowledge Hollow Slay's existence. But She's a winner, baby. <laughs> you know, she did say, I finally won something. <laughs> winning on the same stage as Eureka winning something, I still have an issue with that, but fine. She deserves a lot of credit for making All-Stars 3 into what it was. That season was swept, like, I was swept away by both Shangela and Bendel Cram. Mm-hmm. They did a really great job, and if Shangela wasn't there, I feel like it just would have been, oh, Bendel Cram is doing super well again. Their lip sync was one of the best moments on all of RuPaul's Drag Race, period. Mm-hmm. And then her lip sync against Trixie Mattel to Freaky Money was downright iconic. Again, one of the best lip syncs I've seen. Watching her bring up Daenerys nonstop, I found out as I was typing this, that word is on Microsoft autocorrect. (laughs) But that aside, watching her bring up Daenerys all the time, it was like, it was obnoxious, but there was some justifiableness to it. It was just kind of a meme for her, and I really enjoyed it after a while. Um, People complain about All-Stars 3 a lot. They complain about how Bendela Creme left and Shangela didn't get the win, and at that point, what, why bother? But... I actually kind of respect All-Stars 3's use of the jury vote. That's just what the rules were. Mm -hmm. And I don't hold it against the show because we all know that she was a rightful winner of that season. Mm -hmm. And she really showed her stuff there. Um, Her style of outfits was and still is so zany 
that I just get blown away. Her inflatable red star outfit, which took some inspiration from Lady Gaga and ran wild with it, was gorgeous and satisfyingly weird. But there's this own humor in her weirdness. There's this part about her humor that feels familiar, but also feels unique. It's a humor that she possesses in everything that she does that can only be described with the adjective Shangela. Mm-hmm. There were other astonishing outfits, of course. She had the one with the green hair that curled around her entire body. She had the one with the red bubbles all around her legs, and she had some of those red needles. And then she had her final dress on All Stars 3, which is one of the only times I've actually kind of enjoyed a fringe outfit. Mm. She's done a lot outside of Drag Race um, in entertainment. I mean, she had some really great moments on Glee, which admittedly I haven't watched all too much of, but I've seen her parts on it, and it was good. But there's a reason that Lady Gaga chose Shangela to guest star in A Star is Born, and it's because she has some real talent. And I'm excited to see how that talent actually develops in what's coming into Shangela's second decade of doing drag. That was really well said, Peter, actually. Thank you so much. I'm ready to vote for Shangela for president. I I agree with everything that you said. Shangela, if you run for president, you've got my vote and my endorsement. And with that is our episode. Super special thank you to my boy. Oh, I'm still Bill de Blasio, right? Yeah, I still am. Uh, Also known as Indecisive Peter. And I'm Connie Langus. Peter gets priority because of his moving pitch for Shangela. Sure to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Super special thank you to uh, Miss Darling for their song, Young Lovers. We'll always be using in our intros and outros. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. See ya.